if you've got shellfish uh, waters around uh, the coast or lakes or locks that are prone to phosphate contamination. We specialize in designing systems that will meet the requirements of the regulator. Look for a site uh, that has a water course. Even a ditch in England uh, would be helpful. That gives you flexibility, allows you the flexibility to either uh, have a septic tank or a sewage treatment plant. Try and have your site not too undulating. Uh, it doesn't have to be level. Uh, a wee slopes would be great, but you don't want to be pumping drainage up and down uh, or very deep excavations. Hello and welcome to the Glampitech podcast. We're in peak glamping season at the minute and to any of those who have sites up and running at the minute, I hope you're having a good season so far. For those who haven't got their sites up and running yet but are looking at setting one up, um, I hope it's inspiring you to be up and ready for next summer because this is where the money's made really and it's where the where the peak season is. That's an exciting um, talking point about being open and y your site being full and the guests streaming in. Uh, maybe a less exciting point uh, about your glamping site especially when you're setting up is what you're going to do with all the waste that comes with uh, humans staying on your site um, so today we're going to be talking about foul drainage waste or treatment and all the less glamorous sides of glamping and to do that we've got an expert in grant simpson at viltra wastewater technology they're experts in uh, wastewater treatment foul drainage and all that kind of thing Today we're going to talk about different foul drainage solutions, uh, the benefits of sewage treatment plants over septic tanks, the costs associated with installing sewage treatment plants, and finally here's one tip for prospective glamping site owners on the subject of foul drainage and wastewater treatment. Um, it's probably not the most exciting episode today, but it's absolutely vital if you are thinking of setting up a site because this is an area that really can't be neglected. Um, the last thing I think anyone would want is to smell human excrement uh, as they arrive on site. So it's really important that you get this get this right in, in order to give your guests a good experience. Uh, and as ever, I hope you enjoy, but most importantly, I hope you find today's episode valuable. Hi Grant, how you doing? Doing well, Nick. Thanks for, uh, thanks for meeting me. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. No problem at all. Okay, so you're an, an engineer at Vilshire Wastewater Technology. Uh, and Vilcher are providers of wastewater treatment solutions to a variety of industries, one of which is being uh, the glamping industry, which obviously we're going to be talking about today. Uh, just for people who, who don't know, what is wastewater treatment? Well, any process that takes water in, whether you're using your toilet, whether it's a food processing plant, whether it's a, a restaurant or something like that, you're taking water in and you're putting waste out with this water. So we, we treat the wastewater uh, as it comes out uh, to acceptable standard. We take out all the pathogens, we take out all the ammonia, uh, we take out all the phosphates. When I say all the phosphates, we take it down to a very low level, uh, uh, to a level that's clean enough to discharge into a water course and it's not doing no harm to the environment. So obviously you, you, you're an engineer at, at Viltra um, and how did you actually come to work there and what's your, what's your, what does your role, role consist of? Well, I think I'm, I'm best described perhaps as a, as a sales engineer because I will take your initial inquiry. Uh, someone will come uh, with an idea for a glamping 
site or possibly for yourselves as well and realize they need some sort of treatment for the, the toilets and whatever else they've got inside they may have a small cafe or a bistro as well realize they've got to have some sort of treatment there so i'll take the initial inquiry i'll pop out and see them uh, discuss the options because there there are options uh, available that may not require a brand new spanking uh, wastewater treatment plant we can maybe modify what's there already uh, i'll take that inquiry we'll get it priced up we'll get it designed uh, and taken back to the client if everything's okay with that uh, i'll then uh, be on site just uh, looking over the installation we can install them as well but oftentimes the groundwork is on site and he's quite uh, capable of doing it because it's it's really plug and play technology. There's nothing majorly complicated about it. But I'll be hands on for that. And uh, at the end, I'll commission it. So I look after all that type of work in Scotland and the, the north of England. And this might seem like a, a bit of an obvious question, but um, why do you need foul drainage at, at glamping sites? Well, you've got. Uh, there's three types of drainage, I suppose. Uh, you've got your surface water where the rain comes down and it's, it sheds off your uh, clamping units or your houses or whatever. Uh, that's got to be dealt with in a separate uh, manner from the second type, which is grey water. That's the type of stuff you get from a shower, which is slightly less contaminated. But, or hot tubs as well, you could uh, say are slightly less contaminated contaminated uh, but the foul drainage and that's the stuff that needs to be treated by the wastewater plant because that's all your solid waste going down when you go to the toilet that's uh, the food prep that's grease that's oils that type of thing so that what comes in must go out you're generally looking around about each person is going to produce about 150 liters of wastewater a day and that's got to go somewhere otherwise it's just going to get just going to get flooded out and it will stink and it'll be not very nice not very glamorous uh, so the wastewater treatment takes all that away treats it to a really high level and then you can discharge it either to the ground or like i said earlier uh, to uh, direct your water course okay, and what are the different options for foul drainage well, you can start from, there's a few different options. Like you can start with compost and toilet. They're not great in a holiday situation. I think they're very good if you know the procedure. Uh, there's actually a technique you've got to use. And uh, yourself and me, we'd have to sit down on the toilet to pee rather than stand up. And it's difficult to get people to do that when they're on holiday it's when they come in they're just going to have the same habit and uh, continue using it using the toilet the same technique as you always use and it's important for a composting toilet that you separate the liquids from the solids so that's uh, an off-grid system you don't need electric or anything like that obviously or uh, you don't even need water 
the supply. But it's it's not great for uh, a camping site, in my opinion. Yeah, we, we advocate for our clients higher end sites. We want we want to push them towards the higher end because we think that will um, help them, you know, draw guests in, and that certainly wouldn't fit within that category. Um, I don't think. No, it's a very niche market, but for that market, it does it can work, but. For a mass market, for everyday Joe coming in, uh, it's really not very attractive. Uh, the next setup would be a, a holding tank or a cesspit. Uh, they're legal in uh, England and Wales, but they're not legal uh, elsewhere in the country. And you can have a, a plastic tank or something underneath your glamping pod. Uh, and what goes in? Uh, is your is your wastewater but like i say you're producing each person is producing 150 liters a day that tank soon fills up and you're going to have to empty that uh, i would say probably once a month and that's the emptying procedure isn't pretty you want to do that and to be fair not the emptying procedures for any of the systems isn't pretty, but you don't want to be doing that in front of your guests mm -hmm. uh, because smells linger. Uh, the thought of them actually sitting over a holding tank or something like that isn't uh, pleasant for them either. And of course, you're emptying that every month. That's going to cost you 250, 300, 350 quid. Uh, possibly a lot more depending on uh, the number of uh, pods you got. So that's a, a short term solution. But again, if you're wanting to get up and running, uh, it's worth looking at. Uh, then you go into septic tanks, which is by far the commonest uh, wastewater solution. Basically, you have a, a minimum of two chambers, uh, the wastewater, comes in the first chamber and drops down and allows all the salts uh, to settle. And then uh, there's an overspill over a battle, sorry, an overspill over a battle uh, where the cleaner liquor enters into the second chamber, settles again and discharges uh, through a pipe. Now, septic tanks can no longer uh, discharge the water course. Uh, I know in England there's rules uh, trying to uh, retrofit everything. In Scotland, you can still have a septic tank going into a water course. It was a historical one. Uh, if you've had it for 50, 50 years, fine, you st can still carry on, but certainly no new applications would be permitted to go into a water course. So it goes into a soakaway, and a soakaway is a collection of pipes surrounded by gravel and the size of the soakway would de be dependent on the uh, number of people using the system and how good the surrounding soil allows it to dissipate away. So a sandy soil is going to rush away quite quickly. The clay soil is probably going to fail. And this is where your sewage treatment plants begin to come into because they're uh, normally powered by electric. Uh, you can, uh, our systems, we aerate the, the second chamber. We have three chambers. We aerate the second chamber 
and that uh, encourages growth of microbes on the media that we have there, and that treats the water to a really high standard. It covers it with a biofilm. And that can also go to a soakway, although your soakway can be smaller uh, by about 20%, or if the water course is big enough and it's got a good enough flow, it can go straight to a water course. Uh, some people like to have at least a partial soak away before it gets into the gets into the water course, so that in the very good weather, uh, the drier weather, the typing of weather that glamping sites will be full to capacity, there's a better chance of some percolation into the soil. Because uh, discharge of soil is always the preferred method. And, and so do Vilcher specialise in the sewage treatment plants over the septic tanks? Yes, we, we, that's what we do. We design uh, a range of standard products that would uh, almost be off the shelf, I suppose. Uh, a customer come in, can come in and say, I've got three lodges or three uh, glamping pods. I need something that will serve 12 people. We can have that out to them. But uh, a real speciality is in the more sensitive areas. For example, if you've got shellfish uh, waters around uh, the coast or lakes or locks that are prone to phosphate uh, in intrusion, I would rather say uh, phosphate contamination, uh, we specialize in designing systems that will meet the requirements of the regulator, whether that's environment agency, uh, natural resources, Wales or SEPA or, or NIE in, uh, in Ireland, Northern Ireland. That is relevant because I, I was looking at um, a recent plan decision recently and uh, they were mentioning, uh, you know, it went over my head a bit, but they were talking about the level of phosphates in the water and things like that. And, you know, I don't know what that means, but, you know, being sensitive to the specific area, I suppose, is relevant. And that's why, um, you know, having, having someone who can adjust their their product to the specific area and, and the, the local surroundings is, is important. Well, your, uh, your clients, your, uh, uh, people uh, setting up these sites, they wanted to be in a really nice area. That's yeah. part of the attraction. You don't you can put a glamping pod in your back garden, I suppose, but uh, where you make your real money is when you've got something uh, beautiful to actually look at. And those type of areas, uh, you know, they are protected and we can uh, design our systems to meet those protections. And so if you're comparing, you said septic tanks were uh, probably the most common method. What are the specific benefits of a sewage treatment plant over a septic tank? The benefits are that you get a much cleaner effluent out of it and it's much more versatile. Uh, I mentioned earlier that if you've got a clay soil, the likelihood is that it's going to fail. Uh, we will go out and do soil tests or any engineer will go out and do soil tests and they will measure how quickly uh, the water goes away in a little sump in a hole. And to, for a septic tank to work, you really want that water, which is about 300 millimeters deep, you really want that to go away three times 
uh, within about six or seven hours. Anything over that, uh, you're just not going to get anything soaking away and your soap will fail and effluent will rise to the surface and you'll get sewage lying over the surface of the ground. So as uh, septic tanks can't go to a water course now, if you're lucky enough to have a water course or even if you can pump to a water course, uh, a, septic, uh, a sewage treatment plant would be the preferred option there. And in fact, it wins hands down. Mm. Uh, if you've got a very tight site and you were and you the ground was suitable for a soak away, a soak away with a sewage treatment plant, because it's a cleaner effluent again, it's 20% less area. So that sometimes helps. Uh, that sometimes helps fit it into your site, into your plot. Conversely, if it's a very big site, uh, you'd save 20% on materials on the stone and the pipework. Uh, and that would outweigh the cost of the increased price of a, of a sewage treatment plant because they, they are more expensive than a, a septic tank. Right, and let's talk about money then. Um, what are the sort of costs associated with the installation, maintenance and services? Uh, servicing of sewage treatment plants. Sure. Uh, you could, if you had a situation where you had three two-bedroomed, uh, sorry, three one-bedroomed uh, pods, that would give you a population of six because there's going to be two people in each pod. So the standard uh, six population unit uh, and most companies, not just filter, most companies would start off at that six population. Uh, that would be round about the 1600 to 2000 pound. Uh, as opposed to a septic tank, which might be about 600 to 700 pound for that. Uh, on top of that, and this is, this is the same for uh, a septic tank really, I do recommend that you get it uh, looked at uh, at least once a year. Uh, bigger systems, when you go up to great big uh, lodge parks or, or glamping sites, uh, you might want to look at that uh, every six months or every, uh, every four months. Uh, and the cost for that would be around about 250 quid. Uh, you also have an electric uh, supply to the treatment plant, but most of these systems run on something like 40 to 60 watts, which is like a light bulb. Okay, it's going 24-7, but uh, you'll have a light bulb uh, sort of usage on it. So there's not much terrible cost in that. And then your septic tank and your sewage treatment plant, they still need to be desludged. And you're looking at about 250, 300 pounds uh, for doing that once a year. Well, and I would also say for the installation of these sort for these small uh, six-person units, you're probably looking something around about 15,000 pound for doing your soak away. That can vary depending on the size of the soak away. Around about 15,000 pound for the supply uh, supply and install of the system. 
Right. Just before we finish, um, if you could give one tip to a prospective glamping site owner looking for drainage solutions, what would that be? I would say look for a site uh, that has a watercourse. Even a ditch in England uh, would be helpful. That gives you flexibility, allows you the flexibility to either uh, have a septic tank or a sewage treatment plant. Uh, try and have your site not too undulating. Uh, it doesn't have to be level. Uh, a wee slopes would be great, but you don't want to be pumping drainage up and down uh, or very deep excavations. Uh, try and keep everything uh, to the top of the soil. Uh, avoid to avoid all these costs in the excavation. So. A nice flat site with a slight well, a nice sloping site with a watercourse down at the bottom would be the ideal site as far as drainage goes. Brilliant. Uh, and if anyone wanted to get in touch with you or Vilcher, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, sure. If they email me at uh, grant at viltra.co.uk uh, from anywhere, we, we cover the whole of the UK. Uh, if they contact me that way, uh, we'll sure can have a discussion with them and help them out on what they need. Perfect. Well, thank you for joining us, Graham. All right. Thank you, Nick. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Glamour Tech Podcast. I hope you enjoyed and that you found value in today's episode. If you did, feel free to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as it really helps us move up the podcast rankings. Thank you.